Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 and Episode 2 of the Searcy Sports Show. I am your host, Nelson Searcy. Whatever platform you are listening on today and wherever you are listening, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Unfortunately, last weekend I was not able to record as I was away from my home. Uh, My little sister uh, had tested positive for COVID-19, and she's doing well now. But last week I needed to stay away from the house um, as she was quarantining, and now we are back into the action as normal and as planned. Um, we have a lot of t- lot to talk about today as as we um, go over the world of college football as the national championship just wound up. I'm giving you my thoughts on that Alabama Ohio State game, um, a huge trade, one of the biggest trades in the NBA in a long time. Uh, James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets and all the pieces moving around that. Um, some coaching changes in the NFL to talk about and the divisional round upcoming this weekend in the NFL playoffs. So much to talk about today. So let's get right into the Searcy storylines. Three stories in the sports world that are currently catching my eye. Our first story of the day comes from the College Football National Championship between Alabama and Ohio State and the prospects for the NFL for quarterback Mac Jones of Alabama and wide receiver Devontae Smith of Alabama. Um, Obviously, Devontae Smith, winner of the Heisman this year in the college football world, um, he will go very, very high in the draft. I could see him going anywhere as high as pick five or six, um, maybe even to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have really struggled with their wide receiver position the p- past few years. Um, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson not really panning out due to injuries, and they are getting old. So I would uh, be interested to see if the Eagles take a shot at Devontae Smith. I think that anywhere he goes, he will succeed. He's He's got a great chance to be successful in the NFL wherever he may end up. Now, Mac Jones, on the other hand, is the interesting prospect to me. Um, A lot of people are worried about how little he, in comparison at least to a lot of other quarterback prospects, how often he throws behind the line of scrimmage or short throws. Um, I myself am not too concerned about that, um, that part of his game. Um, He has shown the ability to throw the ball down the field, um, intermediate throws and things like that. Um, I really like his arm. Um, He's not the most mobile in the world. Um, I think a lot of that is an Alabama system kind of thing. They do like to keep quarterbacks in the pocket, um, even when they have mobile quarterbacks, such as guys in the past like Tua Takavailoa and Jalen Hurts. Um, So I... I just am not I'm not as concerned as many are or seem to be about Mac Jones in the NFL. I actually really think he is probably a top three or four quarterback prospect in my mind, um, and I would expect him to go in the first round. He had an incredible season this year, and whether it was system dependent or not, I really do like his prospects in the NFL. I could see him doing really well in a place like San Francisco, and I just am very interested to see how Mac Jones plays out in the NFL, but I do think that Mac Jones and Devontae Smith will have both have very successful NFL careers. Our second story of the day comes from the NBA and from one of the biggest trades in quite some time, James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, There are so many moving pieces about it, um, but I just kind of want to focus in on the Brooklyn Nets at this point um, because they really kind of have struck the NBA by shock and creating that trade, making it happen, and being able to keep Kyrie Irving, assuming that he will be back soon from his absence. When I first reacted to the trade, I really felt like the Nets were quote-unquote unstoppable to a sense, but really looking at their roster and the current situation that they have, I do have some concerns. 
Um, they do not have Spencer Dinwiddie going forward for quite some time due to injury. Um, Kyrie Irving is always kind of a wild card, especially in the last few seasons, with whether it's injury or personal reasons. Um, but obviously when he is on the court, he is a force to be reckoned with. But when you think about their projected kind of starting lineup would be something like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. I really am worried about the defensive situation that that would create. Um, really the only defenders on their team that I really am confident in their ability to stay in front of people at all times and be able to um, you know, be an enforcer is Bruce Brown. I suppose um, that would, I mean, Bruce Brown is a good defender, but besides that, um, not that everybody in the team is terrible at defending, but um, they do, they do have a situation where they have almost all their team as just pure scorers. Um, when you think about just past James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you have Timothy Loawe Cabarro, who has shown his ability to score, but not too much else. Landry Shamit can defend well sometimes, um, and he is more of a scorer in my mind. Um, Tyler Johnson off the bench can score, but I'm not sure what else. Joe Harris is purely a sharpshooter at this point. So the Brooklyn Nets do obviously have a lot of firepower, and if they have all the all three, that big three on the court at the same time, they're going to be really hard to stop. Um, but the problem is them stopping other teams and their, their you know, star offensive players as well. So um, I do expect the Nets to be, uh, you know, very high in contention with for, for the championship this year, but I do have some concerns and I kind of need to see it play out before I really feel super confident about putting them as the favorite for me in the Eastern Conference. And the third and final storyline of the day comes from the NFL in a coaching change, and that is Urban Meyer becoming the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm really excited about the Jaguars' future um, with this coaching decision. Um, I think that Urban Meyer can bring a really fresh look to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, scheme. Um, I think that if they do end up drafting Trevor Lawrence, the college quarterback out of Clemson, um, that they will have a really fun young look to their team. They do have a lot of young players. Um, a lot of those young players um, have, did perform well last year, despite you know them having the worst record in the league. And I think that Urban's um, time as an analyst and kind of the, t the break that he's taken the last couple of years, um, I'm sure that he's been able to kind of study Trevor Lawrence and the ways that he, he can succeed and think about ways that he can help Jacksonville's offense succeed. And I think offensively, Jacksonville will be very solid and be fun to watch next year, um, whether, I guess, whether it would be Trevor Lawrence or not. But really, if they have Trevor Lawrence, I think that they will, they will have a really, really solid year offensively. Defensively is a concern for Jacksonville. Um, they lost a lot of players on defense last year, and they just aren't strong in that department at the moment. But they, you know, we can hope for improvement. And uh, Jacksonville fans, I hope that you are excited as I am for Urban Meyer and most likely Trevor Lawrence together in one place this upcoming season. As always on the show, I like to take a quick reminder in the middle of the show to remind everyone to make sure you're taking care of yourself this week, um, whether it's physically, emotionally, socially, mentally, um, whatever it may be, uh, make sure you're doing the right things um, to just look after yourself and, uh, and talking with others about what's going on in your life, um, no matter what you're dealing with. And I hope that this week, every one of us can do better and better every day. Now on to the wild card recap from the NFL playoffs last weekend. 
and I went three and three in my picks, and I kind of just wanted to go over the ones I got right and what I got wrong. Um, the first game that I got correct was the New Orleans Saints defeating the Chicago Bears. Um, the Saints pretty much dominated this game from start to finish. Um, they looked really solid on both sides of the ball, um, and I really am a lot more excited about their chances this week against Tampa just after seeing them put together a really complete game on both sides of the ball. Um, so shout out to the New Orleans Saints for really coming in strong in the first round of the playoffs. The second game that I correctly predicted was the Buffalo Bills defeating the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Bills kind of looked a little bit flat in the first quarter coming out, but they really stepped it up and turned on the wheels um, in the last half of the game. Um, they really look strong. Josh Allen looked great. Stephon Diggs continued uh, his his amazing season as the leading receiver for Buffalo, and uh, I really like their prospects on offense going into this week against Baltimore, um, which will be a big, big game for Josh Allen as he continues his rise in the league. And the other game that I correctly predicted was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Washington football team. Um, Tom Brady looked really solid in this game. Um, the Tampa Bay defense looked pretty good. Um, Taylor Heineke for Washington, shout out to him. He had a great game um, when called upon his first you know, big game of his career. But in the end, Tampa was just a little bit too much for Washington to handle. And now we move to the three games that I got wrong. Um, the first being the LA Rams defeating the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm not super surprised that this happened. Um, I really did like the Seahawks offense, um, and Russell Wilson just had an off day. Um, he did not have a very good game, and the Rams um, did very well. They ran the ball really, really well and just took advantage of a weaker Seahawks defense this year. So um, shout out to the Rams. Um, they really put together a good game plan to stop Seattle. The second game that I got wrong, which was an absolute shocker of a first quarter, was the Cleveland Browns defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers and putting up almost 50 points on a highly ranked defense. Um, man, that first quarter was unbelievable. It just got worse and worse and worse for the Steelers, and it couldn't have gone any better for the Browns. Um, and the Browns were able to kind of hold on to that big lead, that big start that they had. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked great. Um, hopefully he can carry that confidence into this week because he's got a tall task ahead of him against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And the third game that I incorrectly predicted was the Baltimore Ravens defeating the Tennessee Titans. Um, again, this is another one I'm not super surprised by, um, although I did like the Titans prospects a lot on both sides of the ball. Um, Lamar Jackson was on the top of his game. Um, he was able to run and throw very effectively. Um, the Ravens defense stacked the box and took care of Derrick Henry and had a good day in the secondary. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Baltimore looks really good and they have a huge game against Buffalo, which I think will be my most exciting game of the week. And with that, I will head next into the divisional round predictions. So with each game um, in this week's NFL divisional round of the playoffs, um, I kind of wanted to go over one thing that I'm really looking at this week um, in each game, what I'm really looking for, and give you my predictions and a score. So the first game that I want to talk about is the LA Rams traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Um, the biggest thing that I want to look for is consistency in the Rams' offense. Um, yesterday it was announced that Jared Goff will be the starter this week um, after John Wolford um, went down with an injury last week. Um, and Jared Goff does have the issue with his hand. Um, 
I just every time that the Rams take the field, I know that they do have a they're you know they're going to have a game plan. Sean McVay does really well at planning for games. He's a great coach, um, but just the execution for the Rams offense is just always so inconsistent to me. Um, they were able to run the ball last week, which is really good news for Jared Goff taking some of the pressure off of him. But I, I just am worried that that run game is going to disappear for whatever reason, whether it's just lack of execution or they abandon it somewhat in the game plan and try to get Goff more involved. Um, you know, the, the odds are that the Packers will be able to have a very successful day on offense and that Goff will have to be, you know, ready and able to throw a lot of passes. Um, and I'm just not sure that that is what the Rams are going to want to do at this point, but they might be forced to do it. So I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers to win this game by a score of 34-21. to 21. The next game I want to talk about is, a, is the game that I said might be my most exciting game of the week, the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Buffalo, New York to take on the Buffalo Bills. Um, man, this should be such an exciting game. Um, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are two of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the league, two of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the league. Um, However, I do think that the Buffalo Bills team is really, really strong on both sides of the ball. Um, Baltimore did show their defensive prowess last week, but the Bills really aren't that concerned at this point in running the ball. And to be honest, I think that the quarterbacks might have the most rushing yards on for both teams um, on, on Saturday. Um, I do see the... Ravens having a lot of success, but I think that this will be a very close game that will come down to the wire, but I think that Josh Allen's arm will be the prevailing factor in this game. Um, the one thing that I am looking for is Lamar Jackson to be consistent in the air game. He will have to pass the ball. The Bills defense, or the Bills, excuse me, the Bills offense will be able to move the ball no matter what happens. Um, that's just how well they're playing. Um, so I think that Lamar is going to have some some pressure in throwing the ball, and he can do it, but he just needs to be really, really sharp and consistent throughout the game. Um, however, I do think the Bills will come out on top uh, by a score of 30-27. to 27. The third game of the weekend is the Cleveland Browns visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, and my biggest thing that I am going to watch in this game is the attitude of Baker Mayfield as the game goes along because I think he knows and the Cleveland Browns know that they are going to have to put up points. Um, the over-under this game is set at 57, which is very high, and I, I would be surprised if it is somehow under that. I think that it will be a very high-scoring game, and Baker needs to be ready to come out and score on almost every drive because I think that the Chiefs will be able to move the ball um, very efficiently and quickly. Um, the Browns' defense is not a bad unit at all. Um, they've had a good pass rush this year led by Miles Garrett, um, but just the Chiefs' offense is electric, and I, I just see them perform very well. So Baker needs to be ready and not discouraged by you know the Chiefs scoring because that's going to happen. Um, so I need to see Baker you know be level-headed, keep his focus forward. Um, I actually think this will be a lot closer of a game than the line. Um, the Chiefs are currently favorites. Um, at a minus 10 line. Um, I like the Browns to cover that spread for sure. Um, however, I do have the Chiefs winning this game by a score of 38 to 35. 
And the final game of the week is between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. It's the old man game, as they would say. Two 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks going at it um, with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Um, This should be a really fun showdown. Um, It probably won't be super electric kind of like a you know the Chiefs Browns or the Bills Ravens game will be but I do think that it will be a very fundamentally sound game I think that uh I think it's going to be a very a very tightly contested game it's going to be close not super high scoring um but I I actually think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this game um I like how they looked last week against Washington um and I I don't know I just have a I just have a feeling that Tom Brady is going to be really motivated to come out and put on a show um, and th- that defense, I-, I I do think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is the most underrated unit in the league to me. Um, they really have a good defensive line and their secondary has performed well when it needs to. Um, so I'm going to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game in New Orleans by a score of 24 to 20. And with that, that concludes today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening. And remember that you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube under the name The Searcy Sports Show. And you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the same name. Until next weekend, this has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off.